Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit Zurich.ie to find out more. John, thank you very much for that. Now, an angry and emotional US President Joe Biden defended his mental competence in a rare evening address to Americans last night, responding to biting comments in a report on his mishandling of classified documents. Appearing on live television from the White House, Mr Biden was furious over the report's claim that he was unable to remember even the date of his son Bo's death in 2015, as well as other key moments in his life. Here's a compilation of some of Biden's recent memory lapses. I was in in the south of England and I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me and said, said, you know, there is some movement and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. And here's a clip of Biden responding to the press, asking questions about his mental acuity. Mr. President, for months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Many American people have been watching and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is your judgment. That is your judgment. That is not the judgment of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? Why, what is your answer to that question? Because I'm the most question? qualified person in this country to be president of the United States and finish the job I started. Well, Professor Ronan Collins is a consultant physician in geriatric and stroke medicine at Tally University Hospital and he joins us now. You're very welcome, Ronan, to the programme this evening. Um, what's your view on all of this? Uh, well, I think there's two things, Sarah. First of all, thank you for um, inviting me on to have a talk about this. I think there's two issues here. Number one is the issue of the politics that's going on in America. Uh, and that's separate from the principle, I think, of age not being a factor from precluding you uh, doing uh, any particular job in life. I mean, you know, there have been many older elder or elder uh, statesmen, our own president, for example, is a fine example of an alert mind. And Nelson Mandela himself was in his early 80s as president of South Africa. So having, a, a, you know, an older leader uh, is something that brings a lot of benefits at times, actually. Uh, but there's politics obviously going on in America as well. You've got, you know, sniping from both sides. Uh, you've got two very interesting characters from, I suppose, a kind of a... Um, uh, personality point of view. Um, I'd certainly Joe Biden is getting older. Um, the criminal allegation that about, for example, he forgot he had papers or uh, confidential papers in his house or he took them to his house um, and he shouldn't have done so. I mean, that's a legal matter. It's not necessarily mm. an assessment of cognitive mission. And can every politician honestly say that they may not have taken some personal papers to keep for their own record? Who knows? Yeah. I'm sure that's a pra- pra- quite a common practice, albeit it may not be a legal one. Um, I think myself, he's certainly getting older. Um, he's had a punishing schedule when you look at all the countries he's been visiting and the tours he's doing and he's facing an election um, in the States, which again is going to involve a lot of interviews and a lot of travel. I think having momentary lapses in language doesn't necessarily mean that you're not cognitively fit to do the job, though. Okay, um, 
and and that is fair enough. And I think I think most people would accept that. That just you know we all forget things sometimes, and that doesn't mean that you're not able to do a job. But if there is a pattern, and and some people claim that there has been a pattern with Joe Biden and some of his public appearances. Indeed, some people claim there's been a pattern with Donald Trump as well in some of his recent public experiences because he's no spring chicken either. Um, you know, he's I, I think in 77 or something like that. Um, if there is a, a repeated pattern, and this is the arguably the most demanding job in the world it's certainly a job in which you really do need all your wits about you is it fair enough to raise concerns? I think to, to raise concerns about medical fitness of an individual I, I don't know whether it's fair in terms of the realm of political debate uh, but I do think for example that you raise an interesting point in terms of the medical assessment of your ability to do a job and how that is performed, be you the leader of a country, the leader of a large organisation, be you in professional life, uh, be you be the Pope, for example, a religious leader. So I think that raises an interesting question as to how that medical assessment of fitness is done. So that's one issue. I think the other issue, though, is with regard to the nature of leadership in itself. I think just because a person doesn't have, or for example, doesn't seem to be as maybe alert in terms of speed of speech or thought Mm. as they were 30 years ago does not preclude them from being a leader. For example, Ronald Reagan had dementia and I'm not saying that Joe Biden has because I don't know his medical history but Ronald Reagan had dementia when he was president in fact he was lampooned on spitting image there was that famous one of him crossing the lawn at the White House uh, to a helicopter in the press asking him a question and he stuttered and he couldn't seem to answer it and you see Nancy bow her head and say we're doing everything we can which was caught on camera and then he repeats what she prompted him with but you know I think in all our lives there may be times where we have to be prompted for an answer and of course politicians are continuously on the spotlight and continuously asked to think on their feet at very rapid speed but just because maybe that speed of processing isn't as fast doesn't mean you might make a good leader so for example some people say that well you know this is the most powerful man in America he's got the codes at his fingertips Mm. but it's a poor form of leadership where one person has absolute control over decision. And important decisions should involve systems of government where there's layers well, that, of people advising that not be and part of, part of the concern, though, Ronan, that if, if he's not fully, you know, if he doesn't have his wits about him or if he is, you know, if, his, if there are questions around his mental faculties, um, that he could be uh, unduly influenced by people around him. You know, that, there's, that he's vulnerable you know, in, in that way. And you don't want the person again, in that position to be vulnerable. But again, I think a leader surrounds himself with a team and is a, usually a good style of leadership is kind of a first among equals approach. The leader has to make the decision, but he has to surround himself with it's a good cabinet. I mean, there are many people, for example, if you look at the person who's running against election against him um, and you compare their personality, sometimes being older and later in life brings with it skills. And I often find that older people who may or may not be as, uh, if I use the term, uh, as agile or as quick in processing stuff, but tend to be more reflective, tend Mm. to be more careful in the decisions that they make, tend to be more consultative. And you then compare that to the person who's running for them against president, who tends to be very impulsive, who tends not to be consultative and tends to throw kind of the old I suppose that's a personality difference. That is a personality difference as opposed to an an issue related specifically to their age, because as I I noted, they're not the far apart. I understand. Um, I want to ask you about the, the schedule, right? Because uh, the, during the last presidential election campaign uh, that Joe Biden ran, 
a lot of it he did actually from his basement because it was COVID and no one was allowed to move anywhere. So in a way, you know, it was much easier for him to do it than what he's going to be expected to do now, four years later, which is travel all around the country, late nights, you know, 12 hour days, if not more. Um, like, it's the sort of thing that I wouldn't be able to do. Uh, would you have concerns about that? Well, I mean, again, it's not about a person's age. Is it for not, example, though? Do you not, well, like, do, well, you know, does everything not just get a little bit... I, I well, don't Sarah, know, I'm asking, you, genuinely. I, I really, well, like, genuinely, I'm going to give an example. On, I on. mean, most older people in their 80s, first of all, right, are independent. Yeah. Uh, most people in their 80s are not suffering from dementia. And many people who have kind of maybe mild cognitive symptoms or slowness are still functioning at very high levels. I personally have a friend who's over 100 who is still going abroad on uh, on fishing trips. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So I think, for example, that we are all living longer and it's going to be an increasingly a fact of life that we have to forget people's date of birth and what we knew as the kind of qualifying age in the past no longer applies. For example, if you look at Ireland in the last 20 years, we've added six years to the average life expectancy. Mm. And not only are people living longer, more people are living healthier without disability, without cognitive impairment. And for example, many older people People in their 80s are looking after their children's children, some of them who actually have diagnosed mild dementia, but are still performing at a high level. So you also have to tease those things out. For example, which one of us would not say personally that the most important job we would give to anybody else is have someone else look after and care for our children? Mm. And yet many people have their parents who may have mild cognitive impairment and not be as mentally agile looking after their children. And that's a very important job. Okay. But my point about leadership is this. You do tend, or you should in good political systems, have systems in place where you're consultative, where people are advising you, good people are advising you. Uh, otherwise, you end up with an autocratic state. I mean, you know, Hitler All didn't right. have dementia, and you saw where that is. But the last point I wanted to make Briefly, was this. Go on. Yeah, and it goes back to your kind of, uh, I suppose, your, your thing about his schedule and mm. his mental agility, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and he's travelling and the pressure that he's under. Joe Biden himself and his advisors must have a sense about whether he's up for the job or not, and clearly he feels that he is. I think one of the sad things in that many systems of leadership is that there isn't scope given to people to allow themselves to say, maybe I'm not, I'm not fit for the job and I can retire easily. And it's difficult for the incumbents in American parties to do that. Yeah. We've had that also in the Vatican until Cardinal or, um, um, Pope Benedict okay. decided that he should retire. No, but it's I'm an interesting sure point. I, it's an interesting point. Rona, I'm sorry. <laughs> No I, I know you could talk about this for the rest of the programme, but we have to leave it there, unfortunately. And thank you so much for joining us. That's Professor Ronan Collins. Let us know what you think to 51551.